In Isaiah chapter 5, verse 29, it says, Their roaring shall be like a lion. They shall roar like young lions. Yea, they shall roar and lay hold of the prey and shall carry it away safe and none shall deliver it. See, we are in a day and an age that God is calling for His people. He's calling for the body of Christ to roar. To roar like never before. Uh, we are in a very, you know, every single day that we live and that we breathe, the days are seeming to get darker and darker. This world is getting crazier and crazier. And God has called for us to be like the line of the tribe of Judah, who is Jesus Christ. And He's calling for us to be like that every single day. And just like a lion roars, just like Jesus Christ, when He spoke, He roared. God is wanting for His people to roar. So I want to encourage you today. We're going to be talking about why do we roar? Why do lions roar? We're going to relate it to uh, why lions roar. But before we go any further, we can't go any further until we pray. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for all that you are, Lord. And God, I pray right now, God, even as we get into this podcast today, God, even as we get into your word and even, even as we discuss this topic, Lord, God, teach us. Teach us and mold us and train us to become better Christians, to be better people that you have called us to be, God. God, we want to seek after your word. We want to seek after your truth more than we want our truth. We want your truth. We want the only truth. We want you your word to live and to guide us every single day, Lord. God, we thank you. Holy Ghost, have your way in this podcast. In Jesus' name I pray, by the power of the Holy Ghost, and all glory and honor goes to our Father. Amen and amen. Now is the time to jump in. Now is the time to jump in with everything that is within you. So uh, we're talking about why do we roar. And so what I did is, you know, when you think of a roar, you think of a lion, you think of tigers. I remember one time I went to the Philippines on a mission trip, and I went to this zoo, <laughs> and there were these uh, tigers. It was tigers. I can only imagine if it was lions, because I've, you know, I've always heard that lions have the strongest roar. But my one experience with hearing a, a, a tiger, I mean, like, really, really, really roar, I was at this zoo, and I'm, I mean, I was really close. I mean, I literally was like as close as I am to to you and the camera, and I'm telling you what, when that lion, they brought the food out and the lions and the tigers knew what was happening, that lion roared and it shook my soul. It shook my soul. And, you know, that, that, that showed me something. When you truly roar, when you really take a stand for God, when you take a stand for the truth, it's going to shake souls. And it's either that soul is going to be shook to the right thing or they're going to justify and stay in their sin. But it's going to shake them and it's going to make them examine. And see, that's why we must roar like lions so that the truth of God's Word is brought forth. And the Bible even says if anything can be shaken, it must, be, it must go. It must go. And so if, there, if what you believe, if part of your doctrine or part of what you believe, if it can be shooken, 
It's got to go. It's got to leave. You can't keep it. You've got to let go of it. And so that's why it's important that we begin to roar. And so uh, I begin to look at it. I begin to look up uh, why uh, lions roar. And when I begin to look at it, uh, the, there are four main reasons why lions roar. But before I go into those four reasons why lions roar, um, just a couple of facts uh, about lions that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, one of the cool things, and, and I explained when I, when I read this, I, I had no clue. I really didn't have any idea, but, it, but I love how it parallels with our Christian faith. Do you know that when lions roar, they almost roar exclusively at night? Yeah, lions almost exclusively roar at night. Well, how does that parallel with today? See, this world is getting darker and darker and darker. And that is why, I, I truly believe, that's one reason why this message was preached at Revival for Christ Club International Ministries, because God is calling for His people to stand up and roar like never before. Not just Revival for Christ. I believe this is being church in, uh, preached in other churches. Maybe not in the exact same format, but God is calling for His people to stand up. To stand up. Quit digging your head in the stand and start rising up and roaring the way that God has called you to roar. Because we are coming into that day, we are coming into the night. It is darker and darker when, when it's becoming more and more acceptable for abortion, when it's becoming more and more acceptable. The, the sins that we know are true in the Bible, when the churches today and the body of Christ today are accepting and justifying them as okay, when you're, when you're having these things preached in your pulpit, when you're, having, when you're having people that up there in the pulpit or on your stage and you're justifying and it's okay, Night's already here. Night is here like never before. And so it's time for us to roar. Just like a lion almost exclusively roars at night. I thought that was kind of cool, kind of interesting. Another, another uh, thing that, that uh, uh, I read was lions are more likely to roar repeatedly near rivers and streams and water points. So... See, God wants us to roar near areas of life. You think about it, streams and rivers, that's what gives life. Life, you've got to have water. And see, God wants us to preach. He wants us to get up and roar near streams, near life, so that once we're done roaring, we can go down there, consume more water, consume more of the Word, consume more of the Spirit, and we can continue to roar. So that we don't lose that roar, we continue to feed that roar so that roar can get stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, these facts that I'm uh, repeating to you is from Dr. Peter Lindsay. He's the director of the Lion Recovery Fund. Dr. Peter Lindsay. From the director of the, he's the director of the Lion Recovery Fund, and and I looked up a bunch of different sites, but this is the main one that I'm quoting today. But Dr. Peter Lindsay, these are the these are some of the things that he, um, some of the facts about lions and their roars. Uh, one other thing, another thing that uh, another fact about a lion's roar, it can be heard from five miles away. That's that's pretty crazy. A lion's roar can be heard from over five miles away, and. Uh, you know, when you stand on God's Word, when you stand for the truth, it's going to last. 
it's truly going to last. When you truly roar like you're, like you're called to, it, the, when, you, when you stand on the truth, it's going to last a long ways. And see, that's, we need to learn that. That's why we, got, we must root it and ground it. That we're not roaring like the devil. Because the Bible says, what does the Bible say about that? He comes as a roaring lion. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of religious people out there. There's a lot of uh, compromisers out there that the devil is not worried about. Because they're not preaching the truth. They're preaching their truth. They're preaching what they think. Instead of allowing God to come in to read His Word and then sprinkle His Spirit to give you the interpretation thereof and not just what your opinion is or what your thoughts are. And another, another uh, fact about uh, a lion's roar is it's also to use to locate other lions in the pride in the absence of light. So when a lion roars, it's used to locate other lions in the pride when it's dark, when it's dark out. See, we preach and we roar so that we can find other people who are roaring, who are standing up for the truth, or being everything that God has called them to be, so that we can find people with like faith. We can find people uh, that will come in and, and share the faith that we have uh, in, in, in what we do and, and how we speak and, and, and where we go. Okay, so, you know, that leads me to, uh, when I was studying this uh, message, I, uh, I, I wanted it, I, I looked up and I did some research on um, the top reasons why, uh, why lions roar. What, what are the reasons that lions roar? And it was funny, I, there's about three or four different websites that I uh, studied and they all had they all kind of said the, the same thing, very similar things. So there's a lot of these are based, or based off of Dr. Peter Lindsay's, uh, the director of the Lion Recovery Fund. Uh, but when I was going into this, I thought it was kind of cool how it related to also with Roar, the message that our chief apostle, uh, Timothy Vanover, preached on the righteous overcoming anointed revelation. And all so, your little uh, things about, I've got this one here, that, that, that. I want to see you crack open the word of God and share I want you to crack open the Word of God and show some revelation. I want you to put together a concise understanding that builds and develops a spiritual principle. Tonight, we presented a concise and spiritual principle with the Word and Spirit of God and established truth. You take the established truth and it helps you with righteousness, brings you into right standing. When you get into right standing, you get into relationship. From relationship comes revelation. From revelation comes the ability to embrace and apply. Once you embrace and apply, you're changed. Once you're changed and transformed, then you manifest. That's the whole process. Boom, right there. Boom, that's it. That's it. And tell me what part of that doesn't work. Tell me what part of that's not right. What part of it? What? Can you have a relationship without right standing? How? How can anybody have a relationship when you're not in right standing with that person? Uh, JJ, you think you could have a relationship with your girlfriend if you were not in right standing with her? If she was mad at you, upset at you, were you going to have a good relationship? Or maybe things going to get thrown and things poured on you? Probably, yeah. That's probably going to happen. Yeah. So you can't get relationship without righteousness. And you'll never make it to manifestation until righteousness releases revelation. So you know, that's what this whole thing is about the roar. Righteous, overcoming, anointed revelation. Huh, what about that? Whoever should gather against thee shall fall, will I say. That's Bible. Let's go on look what it says. Behold, 
I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy him. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness of me, saith the Lord. I want you to stop and look there for a minute. In this passage, he said, he created an instrument. And here it is. The smith that blows on the coals. What is that smith? That blows on the coals. Now, some of y'all are going to immediately jump to the Holy Ghost. But you're forgetting the fire. In John indeed baptized with water, but Jesus said he baptized you with the Holy Ghost and. Right? And we know coals are stones or rocks that have been heated. Superheated hot, right? So we know that's the word of God, right? So we have the fire the Holy Ghost, and the Word, the Spirit, the Word of God. But what is that smith that blows on the coals? I bet you do not know. And this is why it becomes important. This is why you cannot blaspheme it. For the smith is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The smith is that baptism of the Holy Ghost that begins to breathe upon the Word of God. And it be the Spirit begins to release that illumination. And all of a sudden, an instrument begins to be created for the work of the Lord. And what is that instrument, D? What is that instrument? Anybody know? Here's why it's important. The baptism of the Holy Ghost in you begins to blow on the coals. And the fire of the Holy Ghost gets hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter until your flesh begins to melt away, till your carnal man begins to be removed. And guess what happens? Here comes the mind of Christ. Here comes the Spirit of God. And who is the instrument? You are. Who's the instrument? You are. Who's the instrument? You are. Oh, come on, you're the instrument. And think about this. Think about this. You came. What does the Spirit of God do? What does the Holy Ghost do? When the baptism of the Holy Ghost comes in you, what is the number one element it pushes down? What's the number one element it pushes down? What's the number one element it tries to eradicate out of your life? What does the Bible say? The spirit and the flesh are contrary one to another. That while they both exist, nothing can happen. One must be removed. Right? Correct? Yeah? So what's the baptism of the Holy Ghost do inside of you? It stirs up the Word. It stirs up the Spirit. It brings you into right standing with God. And as you stand, it begins to melt away your carnality. It begins to melt away your flesh. And all of a sudden, an instrument begins to be developed. An instrument begins to come forth. And that instrument is the image and the nature of Jesus Christ in you. The hope of glory coming alive. So that instrument will devour and tear down any element that is not of God. Amen? 
We're teaching you an understanding so you'll depend on God more. So you'll come. And you have to meet, oh my goodness, you have to meet the anointed state for the, releva- for the revelation state, to get the revelation. And can I tell you all about that real quick? Everything I've been reading about and trying to get you up to. Okay, here it is. <clears throat> Who is supposed to be living and dwelling inside of you? Jesus Christ. Whose image, whose nature, whose personality, whose actions are you supposed to be mimicking? Who? Now think about this. Just a hang with me. Get real. It's Jesus Christ, right? And the word Christ means. No, it doesn't. Christ means anointed one. As a matter of fact, he's called the Christ. The anointed one. So what's it mean when that image and that nature of Jesus Christ gets in you? Didn't he say something about begotten? Didn't he say something about that? So when the image of Christ gets in you, you become anointed. You become you become the anointed one. When you get his image, you get his nature, you get his personality. You become his anointed one. So, what is his goal with the roar? To put Christ's image in you. To put Christ's nature in you. See, guys, think about it. When you get that image of Christ and that anointing rises, then when he gives you revelation, you'll understand it. When he gives you revelation, you'll know how to put it into operation. He begins to show you things. He begins to tell you things. You begin to start overcoming. Areas of your life you couldn't overcome before, now you're overcoming them. And as you overcome them, you get stronger. And you get more confident. And your vision begins to clear up. And the mirror you're looking in is no longer blurry. But it begins to get clear. It begins to get crystal clear. Because now, you're not seeing you as you have imagined yourself. You're not seeing you as others have framed you. But you're seeing you as God sees you. You're understanding your life as God understands it. And then what begins to happen is, as He begins to reveal Himself to you, and you begin to accept that revelation, as you look and say, Oh God, I want that in my life. Oh God, I want that with me. As you begin to embrace that revelation, it changes you. It transforms you. It molds and creates in you His image and His nature that He wants you to have. He comes on and says, Here's the key. When you get to the place where it's no longer what you're creating, it's no longer what you're making, but you brought yourself under subjection, and now it's what the Lord says. It's what the Spirit of the Lord is trying to show you. And as you begin to realize the real revelation, as you begin to understand who He is and who you are and what this is about, that imperfect knowledge you had, that knowledge you thought you had, that was without God, it begins to evaporate. 
it begins to disappear. As the true knowledge comes, as the real knowledge comes, that knowledge that you created, that knowledge that you built, will begin to evaporate. It will begin to deteriorate. You know why? Because nothing is stronger or mightier or greater than the revelation in the Word of God. When God brings revelation established on the Word and eliminated by the Holy Ghost to bring wisdom and understanding to establish relationship. There's nothing greater. There's nothing Relation. greater. Can you say so um, the first uh, reason, uh, and these aren't in like any specific order, but we're just kind of going there. Uh, but the, the, the first reason, one of the reasons that a lion roars, a lion roars is a way to gauge strength. The reason why a lion roars is to gauge strength. And I think that's interesting, you know. Uh, a lion will roar to gauge the strength, gauge his strength, but also the strength of, uh, of the people around him, uh, the, uh, or the, actually probably the animals around him, to see how they react. Um, but more than anything, they're, they're gauging their own strength. And uh, I think it's, a, I think it's a funny that we say that, that roaring is a way to gauge strength. Whenever you are roaring, whenever you're standing up for God, the first thing that God is looking for is He's looking for uh, righteousness in us. Well, what is righteousness? It is right standing. Doing the things that we need to do in order to be in right standing and having that right standing relationship with our Savior, with our Maker. And uh, uh, the scripture that God sent me to is in Psalms chapter 37. Psalms chapter 37, and we're going to be reading uh, verses 17 through 25. And it says, For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. See, God is wanting us to be righteous. He wants us to be righteous in everything that we do. You know, I once heard someone say, thought it was absolutely ridiculous that, you, that we can't get more righteous. You can't go any further more in our righteousness with God. And I thought that was crazy because um, last time I checked, what does righteousness mean? It means to be in right standing with God. Well, you can get out of right standing. Just like um, my wife, if I stopped talking to her every day, I would fall out of right standing with her. If you have a friend that, you, that is a good friend of yours, how, how much in right standing are you with that friend if you don't have a relationship with them? You'll fall out of right standing with that person. And so, you know, that's why it's important every single day that we do what it takes to be in right standing with our Savior. The more that we choose Him, the more that we choose His Spirit and His Word and His anointing in our life, the closer that we are going to get to Him, the closer, the pure, more pure that our soul is going to be, and the more that we X out and we cross out all the things in our life that are not like Him, that are our flesh, and our fleshly and our carnal desires, and the more that we desire the things that He has for our life, the more in right standing that we are going to be with Him. And see, that's and the more that we're in right standing, the more that we can stand up and roar like He has called for us to be, the more that we can become that righteous nation that He's called for us to be. The Lord knoweth, verse, verse 18, The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. You know, the more that we strive for that righteousness, He knows what that day is. And, 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 and when we strive for that, our inheritance shall be forever. God wants us to have that righteousness forever. 
They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of the famine, they shall be satisfied. See, the thing is, is God doesn't want us to be ashamed. See, when we are ashamed of His Word, when we're ashamed of His truth, because we want to stick our head in the sand and we don't want to offend anybody, well, it's okay. We're going to love you. No, God loves the sinner, but He does not love the sin. So we've got to stand up and be righteous. We've got to stand up and stand up for what is right. We've got to stand up for His Word. And say, brother, sister, nope, that is wrong. Now I'm going to love you, I'm going to pray for you, but we cannot stay in this sin. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume unto, into smoke, shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. See, our steps are of a good man are ordered. They are ordered by the Lord. See, the steps that God has for us, He has given us steps to take. And when we fall out of those steps, that is when we, when we come, fall out of right standing with God, and we begin to follow our own way. And see, that's what's happening in the church today. You have so many people that God has lined out. How, how does He line it out? He lines it out in His Word. And when we don't follow His Word, we fall out of right standing with God. And we lose the righteousness that God has called. And then, we, then when we roar, we're not roaring like, like young lions. We're roaring like the devil wants us to roar. We're not roaring like God has called for us to roar, to stand up for His truth. Join us next week. As we continue, why do Ryan's roar? Therefore, and teach all the nations by the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching all that I have commanded you. And John, now is the time to jump in. Now is the time to jump in with everything that is within you.